Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, Lord. You are. Oh, Recorded live. When your birthday was in every way. Oh, no. I can't wait to look in the mirror. I get better looking each day. You know. I must be a hell of a man. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble, but I'm doing the best that I can. And with that note, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of the Political Straight Talk. We are coming to you live from these great United States of America. And, as I said, I am the political superman, and I am your host this evening. The time, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 o'clock on that there ugly left coast. And I have got to mention the question that is on everybody's mind today. (laughs) Everybody's mind. And that is, does Nancy Pelosi's kids have to pay her grandkids to play with her. (laughs) Okay. Seriously. She's just one butt-ugly woman that has absolutely no common sense. She is so out of touch with reality, she makes the jug of milk moment with George H.W. Bush look comical. Yeah, she's the one saying that... uh, Spending hours in the emergency room, you can make new friends. So we have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're new give... friends, like, new friends like um, ticks or what are those things that jump on your bed mites? Uh, yeah, that's not, that's the new friends you're going to get. Light. So I'm inclined to. <laughs> Okay, so let's just throw it out there, folks. Earlier this week, uh, Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, former Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, California Representative, Democrat in nature, wants to know why there isn't rioting in the streets and why there isn't uprisings. Well, let me explain it to you. People are too damn tired. Now, why are they too tired? A, because they got a damn job, because the economy is crack-a-lacking along, number one. Number two, they aren't paid to go out there and protest like George Soros has paid protesters in Mizzou, in Virginia, and other places. Number three, and here's the most important one, folks, number three, they don't want to damage the businesses that they work for because then they're going to be out of a job and back on food stamps where they were and don't want to be again. <laughs> And I don't mind is the devil's playground, folks. And so if you want to know why people aren't in the streets rioting, they don't have a reason to. They've got jobs. They've got a positive outlook on the economy. We've got a president that is saying, you know what, China, Mexico, and Canada, 
you've taken advantage of our economic system too long, so here's how it's going to be. And they don't like it, No, the other country. So when they're mad, we're doing something right. Yep. Okay? And Nancy Pelosi, to call on people to go into the streets. Bill Maher calling on people to cause a recession. Are you stupid? People vote with their wallets, okay? And I got news for you. Nobody's going to willingly give up their cash uh, just so that Donald Trump can be kicked out of office when it's an improvement in the economic system that he's in office. Okay? What? Excuse me a minute, folks. Yeah, I read that uh, I posted it too. The Atlanta Fed Federal Reserve uh, projected the GDP for the second quarter is 4.8%. Okay, well, first of all, um, I'm going to have to call you out on that because that is not the truth. It's, It's not the truth. You just told fake news. What? Well, I saw okay. several different... Okay. You saw the economic forecaster that had the federal economic forecaster out of Atlanta raised the projections from 4.6 to 4.8. Right. Okay, so you need to tell that. Our GDP is not 4.8. The forecast is 4.8. That number can change between now and the time that it's released. So don't be a part of fake news. Here at Political Straight Talk, we demand the highest of information and not fake news. And we don't want our roundtable panelists to be mistaken for CNN fodder. Okay. Didn't the previous administration say we'd be doing super-duper if we were at three? Uh, that's pretty much what I heard. Yeah. I'm thinking that got blown out of the water even with the, well, the last the last GDP were, was over 4%. And then we would never see 4% again? That the jobs, no. were, that the jobs weren't going to come back? Jobs I, I am suspecting... You know, and and I'm not an economist, don't claim to be. I know, you know, a little bit about supply-side economics, which is what we use. Do you use. play one on TV? But, I'm sorry? Do you play one on TV? No, no, I'll leave that up to fake news. Anyway, um, I do see, I see our GDP, especially with these tariffs, and we're going to talk about the tariffs uh, coming up because... Uh, I'm sorry? The hysteria over the tariffs. Well, -hmm. we're going to talk about those. And I have heard today from several people, uh, not me directly, I was listening to different uh, programming, and we're going to talk about that. But one of the things that people need to keep in mind is tariffs generally are designed to protect a country from being flooded with cheap things. Mm -hmm. Okay? And much where if you look at the tariffs that are slapped on our products, we're paying the the tariffs that gets paid for products going into China by us 
or coming out of China by us is astronomical. The tariffs being paid by Chinese for our products is next to nothing. And when I saw the numbers, I had never seen these numbers before. It was crazy. Dairy dairy products from the United States into Canada is 270%. Yes. Dairy products coming out of Canada into the United States, 0.2%. Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. So Chinese tariffs that are going to be slapped on, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now. I think that, you know, Trump called this a national security issue. And the more I thought about it, I thought, now, how's this possibly national security? And I pondered it, and I pondered it, and I pondered it, and thought about it. And then I realized, he's right. Go into Walmart and look at the tag or the UPC of just about everything you buy. Sam Walton would do double, triple, quadruple flips in his grave if he knew that his children had done what they've done. Yep. Okay? You can bring uh, Hanes, Fruit of the Loom. They do have some facilities in the United States, but not many. But they're negotiating to bring some of them back over. Because here's the thing. Uh, one of the biggest industries right now is timber, lumber, that they're complaining about the tariffs. Well, the tariff's going to be about 25% on any lumber brought in from China and or Canada, two very big exporters of lumber. So you mean to tell me that you cannot find a company in the United States that is the same price? Even with that 25% increase, you're not going to see that. Consumers aren't going to see most of this. Okay? The consumer will never see this increase. And why can't we go buy American-made products if we're going to pay a little more? I think you should pay a little more for American-made. And there are certain countries that if I see a tag of clothing is made in that country, I refuse to buy it. Will not. And I think everybody ought to be that way. There's a company called Duluth Trading. Yeah. If none of you all have ever heard of Duluth Trading Company, they are awesome. Oh, their clothes I have. are a little more their clothes are a little more expensive, but for us bigger guys, um, they make clothes that cover plumbers crack. All right. And, uh, not that I've ever had that problem, but others have. Never. Um so you know, I'm, I'm. Yeah, you're gonna pay a little more for the for the product, but everybody I know that trades with Duluth Trading Company um, says that the product is a great product and it lasts. You, there's a sock company now that you can buy socks from the United States. They're made here. They're seamless. They have no seams in them. Uh, they hold up very well based on every review I've seen. So it's just amazing to me that, that, you know, now we can start to get this stuff. Now, the caveat is, do you want to pay a little more? And you're going to pay a little more, but does it last longer? Okay. I pay $60 for six to eight T-shirts. How much? 60 Oh, my God. 
I wear Stafford white T-shirts, extra heavy, or heavyweight white T-shirts from JCPenney. Okay? I have for years. And a pack of them is generally 30 bucks. Sometimes there's three in there. Sometimes there's four in there. But anywhere from uh, six to eight T-shirts are going to cost you about 60 bucks. You better be getting a coupon. Well, that is with a coupon. <laughs> so, um, but they're good shirts and they last. Now, do they last as long as Duluth trading shirts? I don't know. I haven't bought any Duluth trading shirts yet, but I plan to try. The point is, is that if we can purchase American-made products, we make ourselves less dependent on China. We make ourselves less dependent on China. It is a national security issue. And I don't think I realized that until a couple of weeks ago. But the president was right. We need to be less dependent. We're less dependent on foreign oil. Now look what OPEC had to do. They dropped prices. Well, now demand has went up a little bit, and they're going to they're turning off the spigot a little bit and raising prices. Well, what's the United States doing? Look at what we're starting to do. Most people don't know that we can now drill in Anwar. Mm-hmm. One teeny tiny section of Anwar where all the oil is. You know, everybody made a big fuss about that. Yeah. We now can drill. But the United States isn't going to use that. The United States is going to continue to buy everybody else's up, and then we're going to be the ones that's got the oil. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Listen, that's the way it's always worked. We have more strategic reserve in our country than most of the 186 uh, formed countries in the world. I know, but we're not allowed to drill. We don't need to drill. I'm talking about when I talk about our strategic reserves. I'm talking about the oil that we've bought from other countries that we store. The the last time it was ever tapped into, President Bush tapped into it and released a bunch to drive gas prices down. And they got almost $5 a gallon. Well, they're under $5 now. I'm sorry. They're at $2.65 here. Okay, that's not bad. It's been as much as two seventy five here, which is ridiculous. Yeah. People think that's ridiculous. It's not. We can yes. we can No it's not. See oh, let me let me let me explain something to y'all. Okay. Let me educate y'all in the ways of the world. They take our gas our our fuel availability in the United States is manipulated all the time. They manipulate it to see what's the maximum amount what is the price versus demand that people will spend? Okay. The cap in the South for the price versus demand is a little over $4 a gallon. So on the grand scheme of things, right now gas prices are not bad. If it gets to 368 come talk to me. Well, I, remember paying that. I remember paying over $3 a gallon. Two sixty eight's not bad, two seventy five's not bad. Well when I had a trailblazer, it was costing me seventy five dollars to fill it up. So they will they manipulate those things and you can expect gas prices to go up here in the next couple of weeks because at the mid of July they're gonna switch over and start doing heating oil. So they're not gonna be producing gasoline like they are now. 
they're going to be producing diesel and kerosene. Mm. So there'll be no gasoline being created, which will put, uh, which will cause the prices to go up a little bit. It shouldn't go up much, but it will go up a little bit. So people need to be prepared for that. You know, people don't realize it's actually cheaper to make diesel than it is to make gasoline, but yet diesel costs more. And diesel, for the longest time, was a thrown-away product that the oil companies didn't use. Mm-hmm. Bet y'all didn't know that. Nope. Yep. Kerosene is a byproduct, or not kerosene, mm-hmm. but diesel is a byproduct that used to be thrown away. Wow. Somebody decided to make it work in a diesel engine, and voila. Because it takes a lot longer for diesel to burn. It's ideal for long-haul truckers, uh, buses, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, let's not get bogged down with that. So national security. Let's talk about some national security. And let's talk about an IG report that came out yesterday. Oh, shit. Wasn't that a great report? Oh, brother, are you kidding? Swamp protecting the swamp. Yeah. Exactly. Well, today um, I read through the second half of it, and I like how it was worded. It it was worded in such a way that if you take it on face value, it's a well-done report. No bias there. No, what he said, you have to look at the wording. He did not say there wasn't bias. And that's the thing. He said there was no documented. That's exactly right. And remember, the inspector general can only go by what's documented. The text messages that says we've got to stop Trump infers political bias, but there was no proof that they took the steps. What did they do that would be politically biased? They don't have anything. So I agree with how he worded it. Because he can only go on fact and not conjecture. And he did okay with it. The report that everybody needs to be paying attention to that nobody seems to be talking about is the one that's getting ready to come out on the Russia collusion investigation. Yeah. When are they releasing that one? They haven't said. Probably over the summer, right after the Supreme Court. Probably when the Supreme Court releases the union... uh, um, the union uh, ruling and the other big ruling that's coming down. They've decided they originally were going to release the union one Monday, but looks like they're going to wait till the last day of the term to release it. Now, now, when would they do that? When or why? Why? Oh, they always save the great big ones that's really going to piss people off <laughs> until... They're breaking out of town for the next few months. That's the end of June. Yeah. It's going to come out in the next couple of weeks, but it'll be the end of June. Wow. So how well, do you think the next IG report's going to go down? Oh, I think that next IG report's going to be... Well, again, this I, this IG report, Inspector General report, about how the FBI conducted themselves in Clinton's investigation... Y'all, most people haven't been talking about it, but the report itself was very damning. And 
Whereas the report didn't go and say Clinton was guilty, which that's not the scope of what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to say, did they handle this wrong? And he did say they did. Okay. So, you know, people need to get over this whole, it didn't say there was bias. Who cares? That wasn't what we were after to begin with. Was there improprieties? Was Donald Trump right in firing Comey? The answer to that question is yes. Now, do I think Jeff Sessions is going to go next? Yes, I do. I think if he doesn't come down hard on the FBI and clean it up, he's out of there. They're going to be saying he disappeared without a trace. (laughs) Trump's going to reach out to Clinton and be like, hey, you ain't had anybody killed recently. Is your squad available? (laughs) Got another one for you. Well, I've always thought that Sessions was not going to last long just because of the way he acted and and then the way he recused himself from the Russia investigation. But he had no choice but to recuse himself. Yeah. And I know... I know a lot of Trumpers don't believe that, but he had a meeting with Russian diplomats. Okay. So does, so does everybody in Congress and the Senate. That's not a true statement. It's not accurate. Pelosi if meets with him. Pelosi has met with him. If you're going to make a statement, if you've got a guy that's in charge of investigating and he too met with Russians mm-hmm. that could come into question, it is ethical for him to recuse himself. Where where the issue becomes unethical is that Rosenstein decided that he did not put, and this is what makes this whole investigation illegal, whenever you appoint a special counsel, you must put limits on the scope of their investigation. There were no limits put on the scope of the investigation, which is why Manafort found himself in a federal court today, and he's now in the slammer. Mm-hmm. Now, he's at Club Fed, so he's not going to be in any major discomfort. But Manafort, if he did, in fact, try to... Well, what I read today says that the the witness inferred that he was trying to get him to perjure himself. He never, the witness never says he said, hey, you know... Here's the thing, but, um, here's the thing... Um, Holly yeah, Superman. Uh, all he has to do is step back. The president will. Why would he risk that? It doesn't make sense. Because he knows eventually the president will um, pardon him. Don't you think? Because none of this would have been found out if they hadn't have been trying to go after the president. President elect. Well, I think that Giuliani uh, pretty much said it best today, and that is that uh, the president's probably going to utilize pardons uh, after the whole thing's over. Yeah, I mean, look who brought the charges against Manafort. Andrew Weissman. The same person that was reprimanded by a judge for withholding evidence in a criminal a case. case. 
but it doesn't make any difference. It's yeah, it does. Same, it's a different case. Same Weissman who contributed. Different case. Listen, I, I'm and you know I'm gonna set the parameters here, much like I've had to do with Jill. If we're gonna talk about something, talk about what's current. He was admonished by the judge for what he did. The Bar Association and the Ethics Committee of the State Supreme Court. He did his. He paid his penance. It's over. Okay. What has he done in this case? I don't care what he did in the old cases. Weissman, Mueller, we all know what they did before. What have they done in this case? That's what we talk about. So they're bringing charges against Manafort that haven't been proven by the government. Well, first off, okay, as much as anybody may or may not want to realize this, Manafort's Manafort, Manafort (laughs) (laughs) is no innocent duck, okay? And he's innocent, in my opinion, of what's going on with with the Russia probe. He's not an innocent guy like everybody's trying to portray him out on the right side. He's innocent of Russian collusion. He's no, not innocent. But that's one of the reasons that people did not want him on the campaign because he's kind of shady. Back back in the they just didn't want him. Uh, right, which he, is why after forty nine days he was gone. Yeah. But and the same thing the same thing with Roger Stone. He was kind of shady and that was one of the reasons people did not want him on there. So but the point is, is that when dealing with this collusion business, okay, yes, the Russia probe is almost over. Anybody that thinks it's not, it is. It's, oh. it's in its... Julie, Rudy Giuliani said today, uh, no, we will not be meeting with them. We will not be doing anything else. No judge in their right mind would ever allow anything, any charges going forward with the stuff that had been divulged in the IG report. Well, with the, and that's what I was about to say. With that IG report, and about two-thirds of the way into it, it talks about uh, the links and how all of this, there's no objectivity. This would be like bringing Ken Starr in to investigate Monica Lewinsky for undue influence on... Obama. Okay, he's not going to be objective. Well, not only that, Strzok was in three of the investigations. He was in all so, three of them. Yes, but but the point I guess I'm trying to make is that the Russia probe is about to end. And it's time to get on with the country's business. Um, well, and that's why they've already started something else. That's why they started about the kids and the holding concentration camps. And I just... I just tweeted, there was someone on there, uh, on the uh, Twitter, and I forget their name, you would know them if I mentioned them, but they said that their wife works down at one of the things, and that they have, they, they've been given clothes, they've had parties, they've had proms, they've been taken to movies. Those kids are treated better here in the United well, States than yeah. they would ever be let in me, their home, home country. Let me, let me clear up a couple of things with that. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, because to me... It's not an important issue, and I'm going to tell you why it's not an important issue. When you come across the border in this country illegally and do not come through a checkpoint and seek asylum, you have entered this country illegally. 
When you are picked up, you are here illegally, you will be arrested. When you get arrested, you are sent to a detention facility, whether it's a federal, whether it's a state, or whether it is local. You are sent there. When you go to said detention facility, you are not allowed to take your children. If you choose to break the law in this country and you get picked up, you will be separated from your children. And listen, there are families today, over 2 million people in United States prisons, who are separated from their families. So if you're going to allow these illegals to be with their children, well then why don't we just open up locked up daycares and give everybody their families and and their children and not only every- not only that, a lot of the children they came came unaccompanied. Some of the children did. Some of the children were kidnapped. They're finding that a bunch of the children were kidnapped by single people trying to use them to get into the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, listen, I'm again. You know, I've heard people say today with Christianity, and we're going against our religious beliefs. No, First of all, and and I'm going to apologize in advance to the the Catholic on the call, but <laughs> this bull hockey is coming from uh, Catholic charities, and yeah. personally, I think the them, I think them SOBs ought to be shut down and run out on the rail. And while we're at it, I think any Catholic facility in this country, parish, church, archdiocese, anything, ought to be taxed the shit out of it because they consider every piece of land that these churches and these Senate and all these things sit on to be foreign property of the Vatican. And in mm-hmm. truth, it is, which makes it a foreign entity. So let's tax the hell out of it, and let's start treating the Catholic Church much like we need to treat the Muslims as a geopolitical society because that is what they are. Okay? And I didn't address that today in my post on Ragtag Patriots, which, by the way, you should go read. Um, But the truth is that those two religions are geopolitical and need to be treated as such. And the Catholic Church needs to butt their damn nose out of our immigration business. As a matter of fact, Pope... If you don't like it, open up the Vatican and go ahead and have go ahead and have uh, all of the illegals come join you in the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's it. I'm not, you know. Uh, let's just call it like it is. Instead of let's let's not pull favorites. What you said about Jeff Sessions earlier, that you think he's going to be gone, he very well may be, but I don't think it'll be until after the 2020 election. Because he was quite instrumental in getting South Carolina for Super Tuesday all lined up for Mr. Trump. Um, first of all, no, he wasn't. And second of all, um, no, I mean, you're right in the regards of he's not going to be gone until after the midterms. But I don't think Sessions being there or not being there hurts the the midterms. Mm-mm. No. I don't. I And listen, no one person lines up a state. No one person makes everybody fall in line. 
he may have gotten the political establishment to finally fall in line. I don't dispute that, all with the exception of Lindsey Gramnesty, but he's an Alabaman. So I understand, uh, Mister Mister Gramnesty today uh, said one of the seven deadly sins <laughs> live on CNN. Well, Gramnesty, Gramnesty uh, basically did an about face today, and uh, I found it quite interesting, to be quite honest. But uh, it's uh, yeah. So we're going to move on to the big thing that happened this week that uh, we we haven't touched, and that is uh, President Trump won re-election uh, in 2020 to this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. He uh, he absolutely won re-election. Yes, he did. Um, I have heard there's a couple of Republicans that are going to challenge him, and I'm just going to go on the record right now as saying. That would be dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Very dumb. You have a GDP that's functioning right now at over 4%. You have jobless rates. uh, You have unemployment rates that are the lowest they've been since ever recorded for Hispanics and blacks. You have uh, unemployment numbers the lowest they've been since the 60s for women. You have unemployment numbers that are approaching the lowest level since the Great Depression for white men. Okay? That is not something you try to unseat a president on. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I read an article today, and, and when I first started reading it, I was kind of like, meh. And then the more I read it, the more I realized that this person may have hit something on the head. The The article started out, President Trump is not a Republican. President Trump is not a Democrat. He is not a liberal. He is not a conservative. He is a pragmatist. Yeah, but that. And that he wants to succeed, and he wants to, and you know, prove himself to the American people. So as I was as I was reading this article, the more I read it, <laughs> the more I was like, you know what? Everything he's done. Uh, tends to make me agree with that statement. And so I read the article on through, and then I kind of pontificated a little bit on what uh, what Trump has done since he took office. And everything he's done, from the tariffs to Kim Jong to China to any other number of issues that he's dealt with, he has tried to look at it from a pragmatist point of view. Mm-hmm. And I can't argue that. I can't I can't argue that. I heard uh, <laughs> somebody earlier this week is like, well, uh, and <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Uh, the, this person made the statement that Ted Cruz would not need the advisors like Trump or personal counselors like Trump does. <laughs> and so I left the comment alone. I didn't say anything about it. And then they commented later on something else. And Finally, I just was like, you know what? No offense to Senator Cruz, but everybody needs advisors. Nobody oh. knows at all. And yes, they're like, well, he had no experience. Well, I got news for you. Anybody that takes the Oval for the first time has no experience. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new ball game. Okay, by the time in politics that uh, our team had moved into the White House. Do you not realize that that even the lowest level people, 
i.e., me and my gang. Um, it's a whole new ball game. So, you know, the arguments of you know this person, whoever, not just I've not heard it just about Cruz. I've heard it about others, um, saying that you know, oh well, my guy wouldn't have needed all those advisors, or my guy wouldn't have needed counselors to the president. Um, yeah, yeah, he would. You're just not going to run this much stuff. And listen, we don't all have to agree with Trump. I know there's people that that are still kind of on the never Trump train. There's others that are, you know, hanging off of the never Trump train, but still clinging to it, waiting to see, you know, his presidency go off the rails. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't want any president of the United States to fail. I do want some president's policies to fail. I wanted President Obama's policies to fail. I wanted some of Bill Clinton's policies to fail. I even wanted one of President Bush's to fail. Don't tell him I said that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the truth is I wanted some of them to fail because they weren't good for America. But to want somebody to fail because you disagree with their political party or you disagree with uh, how they handle themselves or conduct themselves outside of their office, well, now I've got a problem with that. It's just like Bill Clinton. I wouldn't have had the first problem with what Bill Clinton had done had it been in any number of the 130-plus rooms of the White House besides the Oval. Okay? It's just the way it is. Where I had a problem is, A, it was in the Oval, and the Oval is the only room in the, in the entire building that is the people's front porch. That's the front porch to America right there. Okay? And he shouldn't have been sitting on the swing with Monica just to swing it. He should have been conducting the company's business, going to his little study in there and do his business with Monica if that's what he had to do. But the final straw that got him in trouble with a lot of Americans is when he went on 60 Minutes and he waggled his finger in the TV camera. And he's done it again recently. Okay. And you know what? We talked about that Tuesday. I think we might mention that some here too. But, um, yeah, it's just it's one thing to do things outside of the Oval, outside of the presidency. It's another thing inside of the presidency. And the White House is the president's house, and most of it is his privately. Um, and what he chooses to do on the second floor residence is his business. It's none of our business. Mm-hmm. What he does on the west in the West Wing, that is our business. Um, so, let's any comments on that before we move on? Mm-mm. Oh, nobody. Mm-mm. Okay. All right, so we're going to move on to and, and <laughs> the two lovebirds. By the way, there were four lovebirds in the IG report. One couple is married now that are mentioned in the IG report. And as many of you know, they classified part of their conversation when they released it to Congress. Well, now I know why they classified it, because in the IG report it is not classified. Did anybody read the text messages between agent number two and agent number five? No. I'm going to stop President Trump. Please tell me he didn't get elected. Please tell me you can stop this, blah, 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 blah. 
Mm-hmm. People assume that was the page in store, Strabic or whatever. It was not. It's separate agency. There, uh, Strunk and Page are mentioned by name in the report. These two agents are not, but they are married, so and they're both still agents. agents. Five agents. They said one of those that was uh, renamed was Barack Obama. Yes. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Because they found him to have a Gmail account, and he was communicating with Hillary Clinton and other officials through the through Gmail account on an unsecured server using yeah. a fake name. And then they changed his name to a high White House official. Yep. Well, remember back, I guess, one of our, probably two years ago on one of our episodes, I made mention <laughs> that that high-level official had to be the president because there was stuff that was leaking that there's no way it'd come from anybody outside of the Oval. Right. Because he that right there... That right there is a fireable offense. He orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, I think so. That's why they want to go after Hillary, because they know it'll lead straight to him. She'll roll like a a bag of dimes. Well, I think part of that has to do with that. But presidents are indemnified, and you all need to remember that. When they leave office, they're indemnified. Nobody can touch them. They're untouchable. Can't get no. them. Even though he committed crimes against the country, crimes the only the only option they have, the only option they've got to get him, uh, the only option they had to get him was impeachment. Of course, Harry Reid would never allow it to happen. Well, the stomach wasn't there for an impeachment, just like with Trump. If Democrats take the House, they might try to impeach him. But there won't be a conviction coming. There's already been uh, impeachment papers submitted, but they didn't do anything with them. Those impeachment papers wouldn't get past the first vote. Even if Democrats were in charge, your mainstream Democrats aren't going to vote for that garbage that she put in there. They already have one. Al Green from Texas. Already put it to a vote. It didn't there, Again, yeah. garbage papers. But Waters put in some papers, too. But they're not going to go anywhere. Even if Democrats take over, those won't be the articles of impeachment that they try. It's not a... I don't mean to lose her seat. I hope she does. Being impeached isn't going to really be a stain on you. <laughs> Unless the Senate convicts you. Bill Clinton's is a stain on him because he was censured by Congress. And that's the worst thing that can happen to you as a president with the exception of impeachment. You hope she does what? I hope Waters loses her seat. She won't. She won't. She won't. The numbers there just aren't. California's not going to flip. There have been some talk about those seats out there flipping. Um, all the Republicans will hold their seats. They're not going to pick up anything. Um, in Virginia, they're talking about Comstock's seat. She's going to be fine. Uh, Tennessee's seat there is going to hold. 
uh, Tennessee will hold. In uh, Missouri, that Tennessee will flip. There's a couple issues there. Speaking of Missouri, our dear governor in Missouri that resigned, did anybody notice that the day after he resigned, all the charges disappeared against him? Mm-hmm. Now, of all the sexual harassment business that's come out in the past several years against elected officials, does anybody know the only guy who hasn't disappeared? Bill Clinton. Roy Moore. Justice no. Roy Moore. Really? That's exactly right. He's about to get put through the ringer. Oh, he's guilty. He's guilty. I'm so did glad he, ever, he didn't win that election. Did he ever concede the race? <laughs> I would assume not. But he's got he's got bigger fish to fry. They're they're in negotiations right now for a plea deal to make it go away. Mm-mm-mm. Which again comes back to me to say, you know, <laughs> you, you ever been around somebody that you just get the creeps from? Yeah. He's that guy. Reminds me of Michael Jackson and what he went through. He's that guy. The thing is, Michael Jackson was guilty as hell. Yes, he was. And he also pleaded out. Yeah, he paid. When is it ever ever okay to sleep with a boy? If you're a girl. Well, now, hold on a minute. Do you know how to tell when there's a party at Neverland Ranch? (laughs) Oh. All the tricycles parked outside. Yeah. Hey, do you know why Michael Jackson went to Walmart? Mm-hmm. Boys he heard pants. all boys' pants were half off. Yeah. yeah. Used to be pennies, but. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Okay, this is the last one, and it's the worst one, and I apologize. Do you know why uh, Michael Jackson likes hamburger? Uh, likes hamburgers? Mm-mm. From McDonald's? It's a piece. It's a piece of fresh meat between two stale buns. <laughs> Lord, have mercy! <laughs> oh God, you ain't this right. This call is not brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> no soy burgers were injured in the telling of that joke. Okay. Anyway. No, but on a serious note, there's settlements taking place in some of these cases. Some of them settle to make it go away. Some settle because they don't want to go to court. And then some like Bill Cosby, who settled, (laughs) end up getting screwed anyway. Yeah, fired his whole legal team. What? Yeah. Didn't you read that? our 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 racist bigoted friends have managed to sit in here for 46 minutes and not say anything until just now. Oh, uh, they're probably baked. Who? <laughs> our racist anti-Jewish, anti-American, anti-anything other than white male uh, uneducated oafs that eat macaroni and cheese. I have five bucks that says that the word cuck was included. I'm sorry? I didn't hear you. <laughs> I said I have five dollars that says the word cuck was included. 
<laughs> whatever he said. No, he's uh, he's talking about how his mama used to sleep with Mexicans and black people. Oh, really? Um, anyway, so... Special? Um, well, he didn't really say that, but we know his mama did that. Anyway, so he... Uh, the, the founding documents. Goodbye. Okay. Um, I already blocked him. If you If you want to play with him, I'll unblock him, but uh, for the most part, I'm not going to give him airtime. He's an oaf. Mm. Anyway, so let's go to Bill Clinton and the Pound Me Too movement. So Bill Clinton goes on TV, and he decides to have a conversation about how things that you can do to women have changed over the years. Lord have mercy. And so when I heard that phrase come out of his mouth, my head shot around, and I was like, he's about to step in it. Hmm. Well, what does he do? He takes his foot, raises it up over the biggest pile of elephant dung, and steps right into it. He put both feet in there. Both feet. You just can't reach out and grab them no more. You can't. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. You can't touch them anymore without, yeah. You can't. What did he say? Oh, he said the times have changed where you cannot, you can uh, touch somebody uh, with getting and get away with it, you know. Right. I mean, he was, it was just, I'm, I'm listening to him speak, and I'm thinking, damn, did he take some of Hillary's medicine before he went on TV? Oh, I think he's just becoming, I think he's going senile, if you want to tell the truth. He's a creep. He's he's a Maria's gone to his head. He's just creepy. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's having the uh, uh, Al Capone syndrome going on with some syphilis to the brain. You never know. Yeah. But I could I could not believe that statement. And wow. I was just like, um so I literally paused my T V. <laughs> Hang on. Back it up. Oh, he's back again. This is the one he created last oh, week. Yeah. When I made mention that I was I, I played the single dad for a while with my two oldest. Yeah. And he, he created single dad no wonder. <laughs> Anyway, um, but Bill Clinton, you know, Hillary Clinton, neither one of those, and Chelsea. Chelsea was running her meat grinder, too. Oh, yeah. And the truth is, neither one of those three have room to say Jack Diddley squat. Mm-mm. Okay? Bill's just mad that he's too old and Cialis don't work. Hillary's just mad because she looks too much like a man for a man to like her. And Chelsea's just mad because she's so ugly, got to tie a pork chop around her neck just to get the dogs to play with her. <laughs> oh, she's... Okay. Oh and that family has no right to say anything about abusing anybody because they've abused, murdered, and lied on people for years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those women that come out against Bill Clinton in the late 80s and the 90s were trashed by Hillary Clinton and her hit squad. <laughs> She and, tore them up. And to oh, yeah. go after those women. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. some of them were probably just telling their story for money. I get it. But at the end of the day, don't 
dare come out and talk about the pound me too movement and be willing to, you know, oh, I think it's a great thing. It's about time, blah, blah, blah. Well, it could have started years ago by you standing up to your finagling, wang, hanging out husband and telling him to put his dick in his pants and leave these women alone. Watch out, watch out. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, and and then she goes on uh, national TV, Today Show, and said this is a right-wing conspiracy to get my husband. Yeah, sure, Hillary, whatever. You know what? Here's the thing. A lot of Republicans actually liked him. Yeah. Because the truth is, he did govern from the middle in most yeah. things. The welfare yeah. reform bill, that was a Republican bill. He signed it. Defense yeah. of Marriage Act, he signed it. Those were Republican bills that were pushed through. Okay? He was not for universal health care. He let his windbag wife run her mouth, but notice it never went anywhere. Because no. he didn't want it to go anywhere. Because she, she could never get it together. That. Uh, the only, the only thing. Hey Barbara, that, check out the chat. You're famous. The only, the only thing that she. <laughs> that's that's uh, nurse Goodbody to you. Oh, excuse me, nurse Goodbody. Honey, how would you like to spend five minutes with me? And I'll tell you what. Ev- evidently, they think Barbara has a scrotum. Because that's the name now. Barbara has a scrotum. <laughs> oh Lord! Hey, there's, there's a cue for my card song. My card song. Dun 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 dun. My scrotum. Let me let me uh, let me give you some advice, Barb. Has a scrotum. I'll take you in the room, and you won't have one by the time I'm finished. <laughs> for those of you faint of heart. <laughs> you might want to pull the phone away from your ear. Nurse anyway. Goodbody has been in nursing for a number of decades, and I guarantee you she knows how to fix you. Listen, you. she's <laughs> the one that taught Lorena Bobbitt all of her moves. Oh, Just saying. I've got a pair of silver clams with your name on it. Ow. <laughs> that hurts. Ow. Anyway, so... The the Clintons and this crap with the whole pound me too movement just yeah shut up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are we downing Let's... nursing again? Really learned the lesson. Oh. I didn't say anything about nursing. No. It's the boss lady. Just making sure. One... Making sure. I said not one word about nursing. So mm-hmm. do me a favor. Yeah. For some reason, uh, I don't believe you. No, I did not. Did. All I no. said was, "Ow, that hurts." No. Everybody set up straight. The boss lady's here. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what she needs to. I'm gonna tell her like I tell my. I'm gonna tell her like I tell my daughter. Your mouth's moving. You better don't need to be. Your wall, son. You better no, 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 no. I can verify <laughs> that he was not picking on nurses. That some idiots in the chat room uh, that say Barb has no scrotum or has a scrotum. And I said, no, but I'll take you in the back room and you won't have any by the time I'm through with you. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure because all I heard was someone talking about nursing. Okay. Well, hear the whole conversation. No. Okay. Well, once he, had, he was behaving himself. <laughs> okay. Okay. So 
Let's let's move back on I to a little. Say, I really like listening to somebody put you in check. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a recording, and she knows better, so I'm going to let her back hey, this one. Hey, hey, slow your roll, son. Slow your roll. But, <laughs> I think you're a little uh, outnumbered here. I was going to say you got the hashtag outnumbered. Well, let me nine hashtag you. Yeah. Hang on, let me let me show you how a real hashtag works. After dark edition. Hang on, I'm going to show y'all how a hashtag works right here. Now, folks, the roundtable has been muted for your listening pleasure. Because uh, for some reason, the estrogen in the room kept flapping. <laughs> you see how we're worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good body for us. She doesn't hit the hit the button to be unmuted. <laughs> I can I can I can go into the laundry for that. You know. <laughs> I can go back you, For those of you that are here that know that it's about to end, uh we're gonna run a little long since uh certain individuals of the program got us off topic and uh, Barb has a scrotum, is really enjoying our chit-chat about how uh, this that. world is. You know what? We should all sing him a song. Well, I was thinking Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious, and it's not Jesus loves the little children of the world. Because obviously he's confused. He's probably missing his goat. Oh! Well, now that is probably true. His goat got tired of the pound me too movement and left. <laughs> There's only one you. He doesn't <laughs> <laughs> and his you done left. <laughs> Who hung up? Nobody. I had the mute button. Oh, I had to hack along. So when I have to hack along, I have to hit the mute. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you should be following the boss anyway. and go to the doctor. Scrotum boy is back. She doesn't give me no instructions. Just <laughs> ask me. You, you lie like if, a rug. You lie like a rug. She asked me if my life insurance is up to date. That's it. <laughs> and who the beneficiary is. That's it. That's you what she wants to know. Got to make sure I'm taken care of. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. You have to be this time. I'm still trying to get a policy on my former husband. Get in the car. The car? Um, she's oh, traveling. Sorry, I'm traveling. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right, so let's go to Kim Jong Un. Un, we touched on it a little bit earlier, didn't really go into detail. Kim, Kim, Kim. 
But for those of you that might have been under a rock this week, there was a summit earlier where Rocket Man and Elton John decided to meet. The taller version of Elton John with no feathers. And, uh, you know, you could really think about it. Trump could be going over there singing, I'm still standing better than anybody. Feeling like a true survivor. Acting like a little kid. And I wish there was a rally. It would have been great for him to come into that music and then, <laughs> Rocket Man, come in. <laughs> oh, God. I would have blown it out of the water. And then, when they're in the room together, they could play Daniel. Uh, you know, I'm shocked. They play a lot of Stones music at his rally. I would think that they would not give him the rights to it, but... They might need the money. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty well. A couple of the stones tend to be right leaning, so they probably told him they could use it. Wow. So. It was exciting. I'm sorry. It was the summit. It was. If if everything plays out, I mean, if you look at the Korean media, I actually like how the North Koreans spun it. I actually thought it was pretty funny. Um, well, you know, there's bodies that have already started coming back. I posted on my Facebook earlier. Say what now? Bodies uh, of the soldiers are already started coming back. Yeah. yeah. Dover Dover Air Force Base is expecting several hundred. Wow. Well, there's like 7,000. Yeah. Were 56 to 7,000. They're they're expecting, they said they're expecting several hundred uh, to come in in the next 7 to 14 days, and that's as far out as they went. I don't know exactly what all is going on, but the DNA team, the DNA team that handles all that, if there's not any identifiers on them, you know, they'll have to go through and, and link them up to families. So they knew where the bodies were? Yes. Why, yeah. Wow. In that during the conflict, you know, a lot of bodies were just buried on the sides of the roads. Mm-hmm. Where they were, where they fell. It was very, it was a very nasty. It was a short war, but it was very nasty. Mm-hmm. Three years, and and it was very nasty. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just uh, surprised that they knew where all the. Well, I'd say they have to go dig for a few, but. You know, the fact that that was offered up as quick as it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't put a ton of stock in Dennis Rodman, but, you know, Dennis Rodman went on TV the other night and said that he had went over there and Kim Jong-un was ready to do this under Obama, and Obama wouldn't do it. <gasps> really? Well, probably because they were starving to death. And that's why he got, that's how he got their attention was the saber rattle. Well, I think it, it. You know, I think Trump's move to be like Reagan was very smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to simply say, "Look, you know, I I cracked up when I heard him say, look, my button's bigger than yours, and mine works.' <laughs> I'm serious. Well, oh God! He said Dennis Rodman was crying over it. I mean that he was so Dennis oh, Rodman was crying over that he was so happy that it happened. 
Well, well I'm not sure what his tie is to all that. I know he's tried a couple of times to broker it. But he uh, said Obama wouldn't give him the time of day. No, he wouldn't. But well, a lot of it has to do, I think, with someone who has big ego. Uh, little Kim, for him to deal with somebody to be on his level has to be someone bigger than life with a big ego. Well, I, well, Obama had a big ego. Rodman's got a big ego. He even watched him play ball. Obama was too narcissistic. There was nothing in it for him. Okay. That's not true. Well, had he been able to listen? Had he been able to broker this deal? A, he would have guaranteed Hillary's election. Uh, yeah. Number one. Number two, that would have guaranteed Republicans wouldn't have controlled either chamber. I mean, there's that's not true. And and I'm going to tell you right now, if if Trump gets this done, and I suspect he's gonna, I think North Korea is ready to give him up. I think North yeah. Korea is ready to be an economic player, because I heard on the news today, and I agree with this assessment, Kim Jong Un is young. Okay, yeah. he wasn't elected. He was there by by his father. And if I'm a dictator, I'd rather be over a country that's at least economically sound. Mm-hmm. And he could win the hearts and the minds of his people um, and be elected free and out, I believe. I honestly mm-hmm. believe that. Do I think he's still a tyrant that is, you know, got his problems? I do, but I think he's one of the ones that's able to be molded. Yeah. Okay? He's young enough that Listen, he's probably not had a lot of experience with a free trade system, with a democracy and a republic. And as he sees this stuff, like that video that they put together for him, I watched that video, and I'm going to tell you something. Whoever come up with that idea, that was some smart stuff. And for Trump to present it the way he did, I love that. Yeah, because it shows him what the country could be. You know, and like I said the other night, it's a win-win situation all around. It I mean, is. You know, to be brought in to to be able to sit at the table with other countries, you know, like Germany and Britain and, you know, whatnot. And I think it was also a smart idea for Trump to suggest that Russia be brought back to the G8. Yeah. I think that, that moving Russia into the G8 was a wise move. There's a lot of people that think, oh, look, he's colluding with the Russians. I don't. Yeah. I think he's saying to the Russians, look, let's get some of this crap out of the way. Let's become, uh, you know, let's do business and, and let's get some of this snarkiness and this behind-the-scenes crap out of the way. And yeah. I listen... I don't fault him for that. That's his job. That's what we pay him to do. Yeah. Okay? And the truth is, and and, and I'll ask this question of Indiana, uh, and, and this is about to be a tough question on you, Indiana, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you think Cruz could have done better? Is she still with us? With what? With what exactly? I'm sorry. I was doing something. All of it. All of what? For real? The presidency from January 20th till now. 
with what's been accomplished and what's been done. Could Cruz have done better? I think that, that a lot of what's been done was, I mean, it was Cruz's agenda. Um, I mean, I know what he campaigned on for two years, so. Okay, uh, again, not my question. Deregulation, you know, a lot not, of the stuff not my question. going on. Um, on Korea. He never campaigned on Korea. He didn't campaign on Korea. That that I will say. Um, I don't think. But you know, again, it's like you guys said earlier, Fabian, that you know you don't know what it's like to be in the Oval Office until you're in the Oval Office. And um, while I believe that uh, Cruz has a bit of a diplomatic um, soul. I'm not sure that he has the same bargaining ability to deal with a dictator like like Kim Jong. I don't think he would have dealt with Kim Jong Un the same way. But I I don't want to say that I don't you know that he definitely wouldn't have because I know that I believe here's what I believe. I believe Trump is trying to uh, have a Christian walk. Okay, everything he's doing now is showing more of that. Uh, from dealing with the school shootings and, and encouraging families to come to Washington and sit down and have an open discussion uh, to that's a very humanistic thing to do that you just we're not used to seeing out of presidents. Um, you know, but there again, there's that thing in the back of my mind that I know Trump loves to be in front of the camera. I mean, that's just part, so there's that, there's a, like almost like a pull and tug. So to answer your question, I, you know, it's pointless to speculate. Okay, let me rephrase the question. Speculate because I know that Ted would have done a good job. Um, I really fervently do believe that he would have. And I know would, Ted Cruz has got a huge heart. It's kind of like this thing with Jimmy Kimmel that he's doing right now. You know, Kimmel comes out on his show and refers to Ted Cruz as a blob and shows a picture of a blob from some, I don't know, some stupid movie or whatever. And, you know, side by side to Ted's picture. And Cruz sees it, and he comes back on Twitter, and he challenges him to a basketball game um, and, and to donate to charity, which they're doing tomorrow. And, you know, he, so he took something that was very negative that the average person, I mean, I don't think Trump would have responded in the same way. Um, okay, so they're different. No, but, but Cruz is responding to that because he needs the media coverage because he's in trouble in Texas. And well, a lot of that has to do with PR moves. Well, the last thing that I saw with regards to Ted is that he was up by 10 points, and that was just within the last couple of weeks. So, you know, again, but I'm not he's, following his race all that closely. He's honestly. up by not. seven. He's up by seven. Okay. And well, then he's dropped he's, a few points. But, you know, the problem, fact of the matter is whether it's free. Listen, Donald Trump got – millions of dollars in free exposure during the presidential election. So that's not really a subject I want to get involved in as far as media exposure is concerned. We're not talking yeah, about that. Ted could have challenged him to a basketball game to be yeah. man-to-man, which was kind of the way he came across, without so, saying anything about donating to a charity. And I think that that, that was all so that, Ted. So hang on. Everybody so get – hang on. No, hang on. Okay. Nurse Longbody, if you're talking, nobody can hear you. Hang up and call back in, please. 
Now, back to media. There is no politician in these United States of America that does not love media exposure. Yeah. Uh, now, exactly. I don't dispute. I don't dispute. Ted has a great heart. He does try. I'll give him that. My question was, and I'm going to rephrase the question. Okay. I'm not interested in campaign. That stuff's over. We've hashed that 10,000 times. No need to rehash the presidentials. So here's my question. With all of the things that have been accomplished between January 20th and now, and we'll take North Korea off the table, okay? You don't have to, because I think Ted's more than capable of doing everything that Trump has done and more, yes. So, you know, I mean, Again, it's, it's, it's pointless can, to compare it because it's all can I, speculation. Can I ask my question? Certainly. Here is my question. Would... Ted Cruz have accomplished as much as President Trump has. Would a President Cruz be at 68% of his agenda at this point in his presidency? I do believe he would have been because he is just as hard of a worker, if not just, just if not harder. I mean, he worked <laughs> hard every single solitary day. Whether it's on his campaign or whether it's in Washington in the Senate, he does. He, Cruz doesn't know downtime. He doesn't. Okay. Very rarely do you see even a date that he's gone out if it's a birthday or something like that with his wife. But you don't. You see that kind of thing very rarely because he is constantly working. Okay. 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 And what do you call the basketball game? With Jimmy Kimmel, if not free publicity. Well, it's free publicity, but I understand why he did it. He had to counteract that blob statement, which, by the way, Kimmel should have never done. And I don't, well, I don't I blame him. I'm just simply saying, let's call it like it is. And well, Democrats is, are pulling out all the stops. I mean, they're doing everything they can to try to win seats back in the midterms. I mean, let's be honest. And, you know, I mean, so it wouldn't surprise me if that wasn't something that was planned. No. For him to take a shot at the way Ted Cruz looks, because a lot of people have tried to pull that kind of nonsense. Um, listen, I think it's funny, because if you put a picture of Grandpa Munster and him together, <laughs> there is some similarity. Well, I'm telling you, it, it is. It is hysterical. He's just, even laughed about it, you know. Just so like I, if you take uh, Paul Ryan and stick uh, the kid off of there, if you put them side by side, there's similarities. Now, Paul Ryan didn't find it as funny, but... Oh, Ryan. Uh, I think Ryan looks more like Eddie Munster than Ted does. <laughs> so here's here's my next question. By the way, Chairwoman, you busted out laughing at some point in time during a statement. Why were you laughing? Because Donald Trump doesn't go to bed until about 1 o'clock in the morning, and he's up about 4 or 5. There's nobody that outworks him. Nobody. I'm telling you, he's, I'm not going to say nobody, but I'm going to tell you what. Whew, that'd be some rough business. What I find funny, and I'm going to tell you this, I, I, uh, <laughs> a Secret Service guy told us this the other day on a call. President Trump eats three Big Macs a day and drinks six Diet Cokes a day. Oh, boy. Wow. Three Big Macs and six Diet Cokes. And he said he don't gain a pound. Well, I, no. I find that funny. I don't know. I really find that true. <laughs> What's that? 
I mean, no. I know he's had fast food before because I've shown it, you know, on the plane and whatnot. They're, oh, he eats it all the time. It, it's pretty he much a daily thing. He's a, he's a daily – He's a. they send – they, you know, I don't know if people know how the White House gets food because, you know, they, you don't know it's going to the White House. They send out staffers, and they go to different groceries and different places, and they pick up the fresh stuff. Now, the other stuff's kind of shipped in, and it's sent to an off-site – so nobody knows it's going to the White House. But uh, when they go do fast food, they have uh, they go into Georgetown, and they will scope out different fast foods. Like President Bush's big thing was Wendy's, and so they would go. Yes, you can. I would like to be the one to go to McDonald's and drive around, drive around the city and get it. <laughs> so, well, it, it it is kind of interesting, but anyway, okay. So, here's here's another question I've got, and again, this question is coming to you, Indiana. If okay, twenty twenty, do you vote for Trump? So that's what this is all about, huh? No, I'm, I'm asking. That's what you were getting at? <laughs> no, I would have come out and asked it. I'm just asking. You don't have to answer because we well, are being recorded. That's good because, I mean, I don't, I don't typically, um, you know, again, I, I treat every election. There's, a lot, there's time. There's, <laughs> there's still time between now and and when the election happens or the vote happens in 2020, lots of stuff can take place between now and then. So for me to, again, for me to speculate on who I would vote for, um, you know, I can't do that. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I have to tell you that, that I still struggle um, with, when it comes to Mr. Trump, with, um, I think that he has good intentions. Um, I believe that he loves the country, and that's, you know, extremely important. Um, I believe that about Ted, too, you know. Um, but but when it comes to um, who I believe would do the best job, I don't know who's going to run. I don't, I'm not a, I don't think that there's going to be anybody necessarily uh, at least on the Republican side, that is going to run against. I may be wrong about that because I know that there are certain individuals in Congress that he's really ticked off. So who knows? I mean, there some well, he, of them are stepping he, down and whatnot. He will have but, a challenger. He will uh, have a challenger. He will have a challenger. I think little Marco's going to run. Who? I don't. I don't think he's going to have a formidable challenger. Well, that's but, what I'm saying. I mean, if it's any of the rhinos that are in there, you know, I mean, I, I, it would, it'll be this. If and if it's the same song and dance in the primaries, though, that's the problem that I have. See, you know, right. you, you can, you can say I'm a Christian, and then you have to be consistent with it. It's not something that you can just play around with, and and. So I, I don't know. I mean, and not that that is the criteria. The criteria is can they do the job. You know, and so, um, but I do think that character matters, 
and I am watching that with him, and I have to say that the biggest problem that I that I have had after having represented Mr. Cruz on the campaign was the trust factor because of what I witnessed during while well, the primaries were happening. And it's as simple as that. I mean, if, I wish Has I could he done? it wasn't, but that's really the truth. It's Has more he done more than anything else. Well, that plus I know he's a billionaire. So while he says he's not, you know, part of the establishment, the fact of the matter is, is that he's donated to both parties for years. So he was always part of the establishment, but, but and, he, and he has the money and the power. That's the one thing that cons- that's that's a concern, he, you know. Um, but I don't think that he has a dictator mentality. I just don't. I think he wants what's best for the country. I do too. I agree. In, I mean, in I've, my I've opinion, seen him long enough now in the presidential role to where I believe that, and I think that he encourages people to surround him and give their ideas. I don't think he is uh, uh, has an attitude on a regular basis of it's my way or the highway. He does not come across that way it's, at all. It's a it's a. There's a certain persona that's done in front of the cameras, and there's a certain persona behind the cameras. Now, there's a lot of people that don't like that. I'm not a huge fan of it. But well, that's true. Because you wonder then, what's the authentic self? You know, that's why. Oh, that's, there, there's a ton of people that will tell you that he is one of the kindest, most gentlest people. As a matter of fact, Laura, uh, Laura Trump has written an article. Uh, Who? I saw it on. I saw it on Fox. If y'all haven't read it, y'all should go read it. Laura Trump, his daughter-in-law. Okay. Go read. Should go read that article. All right, I'll look it up. And it's it's, uh, and and we're going to stay on this another minute. Then we're going to roll into the last topic of the evening. But I wish I was able to answer your question to a point. I mean, I'm not going to divulge you. I'm going to whether or not I'm going to vote for him. I'm certainly not going to vote a Democrat. To be I mean, honest, question. I didn't ex- I didn't expect that. <laughs> but it opens up the dialogue that I wanted to be opened overall, and so that gotcha. accomplished the goal. Okay, good. Now, having having said that, there is a there are two polls that came out um, generally about this time in congressional races and uh, whatnot in the midterms. They start asking. 2020 questions or questions dealing with the next presidential and it would not be a good poll unless they asked who would you vote for and it put the top two Republican candidates from the last presidential and it pitted Mr. Trump against Mr. Cruz now what I found interesting about this poll is where they went to ask these questions they went into closed primary states to ask these questions. And they included one that's not a closed primary state, known as Texas. Okay? And I was tickled when I saw the polling data uh, because I found it quite interesting. So let me tell you what I saw. First, they chose to ask Republicans or people that identify as Republicans uh, in closed primary states, because as you know, independents cannot vote in those states, neither can Democrats. They asked Republicans, 
likely voters, not registered voters. In 2020, if this was your matchup, who would you vote for? Obviously, I can tell you that Trump won overwhelmingly in every state except one, and that would be Texas. And in Texas, he won by by two percentage points. The spread in Texas was 3,200 voters, and that's a good spread. Uh, Weighted properly, it was a good spread. I liked it. Uh, Whether that's whether that's representative of the entire state, I don't know. But they did get, uh, I think, like 400 of the responses were close to where Ted lives. So I, I thought that was kind of an interesting poll. But what was even more interesting is when they opened up and did a second poll, uh, Gallup and Quinnipiac were behind this, um, along with the Wall Street Journal, with part of it. And they went in and asked general election questions, and they put a whole slew of Democrats in there, uh, Joe Biden being the highest name that they stuck in there, and basically said, if the election were held today, which one of these guys would you vote for? And again, they they looked at certain demographics. They looked at blacks, they looked at Hispanics, and they looked at women. And that's where they went with this poll. Okay. I'm going to tell you the two demographics that surprised me the most, Hispanics and blacks. In a questionnaire dealing only with blacks across all socioeconomic areas across, this was this was a very good mixture. Um, weighted may have been off just a little bit to the Democratic side, but that's what makes it even more interesting. 31% of the African-American community said they would vote for Trump. Mm. 31%. As opposed to who and what were the other what were the other percentages? What they what they did is they they broke it down to two candidates. On the Democratic side was Joe Biden, on the Republican side Trump. When when you get into the other candidates when you put in Corey uh, they put in Booker. They put in um, Moonbeam. They put in. Uh, what about what about Elizabeth Warren? They put in Cuomo and they put in Pocahontas. Pocahontas did not do well at all in the African American community. Mm-hmm. She did very poorly. As a matter of fact, Trump's numbers are almost fifty percent with her in there. But the one that that struck me the most, the one that's most likely, will be Biden if he gets in. So that's the one I'm going to operate off of. The other poll with the Hispanics, the number was even higher. With legal Hispanics, his numbers are in the 40s. With illegals, his numbers are in the single digits. <laughs> wow. Uh, with uh, women, his numbers are about four points higher than they were during the last election. So he's running great in these demographics. So Biden hasn't got a chance, really. Um, Well, most people don't like Biden anyway. Biden was an obscure obscure senator that they plucked out not to interfere with Obama's ego. Mm -hmm. Same with Al Gore. Al Gore was an obscure individual that was plucked out not to interfere with Bill Clinton. Well, they actually picked him because of his connections in Congress. So, 
I'll I'll come back and and rework that statement. And because of his father. Okay. Huh. Because of his father. A lot of it probably had to do with that, yeah. Because otherwise, you don't pick two southern two southerners to run on a ticket. No. You don't pick a nor'easter either. No. Nor'easter ain't gonna get you nowhere. So you don't think Hillary's gonna run again? Mm, no. I mean, she might she might think about it, but people are Hillary fatigued. She can't get her party's nomination. The only way she would get it is through superdelegates. I thought she had the superdelegates already. The the uh, that's what I was about to say. The only way she's going to get it is using the superdelegates, which have already committed to her. Um, but the hope is is that she says no. Are because you they're blocking they're blocking Bernie Sanders. They are. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I'm shocked that they're blocking him. I'm shocked that they're blocking him. Why are they blocking him? Um, because they know he can't. Because he's a daggone socialist. He can't win in a general election, and they know it. They're a socialist too, Indiana. <laughs> they can't. They can't win. Bernie cannot win a general election. Neither there would be people coming out of the woodwork to vote against him, and they know that. Pocahontas can't win either. But they're both going to run. Um, they might early on, but listen. The Democratic primary has a way of working itself out early, and Democratic primaries really doesn't matter who votes, to be honest. It really doesn't. It's I'm a lot of delegates. So there's enough there's enough superdelegates out there that whoever they all decide to get behind, and they will all pick one person to get behind. It'll be over before they ever go to the polls. Yeah, and the people that are making trips to New York right now are the ones that they're looking at. And Kamala Harris has been made several of them, from what I understand. Uh, she can make as many as she wants. She ain't going nowhere. No. I hope not. She ain't. She is Listen, not a good person. As of right Ms. now, Trump, Trump is unbeatable. Ms. Trump Kemp is unbeatable. Yeah, they they're not gonna li- they're not gonna go to her. And, and I'm gonna tell you. When they sit down to sign the end of the Korean War, and they will sit down to sign it, when they do, he just got another coat of Teflon. And then, and Mad Dog said it today, and he said it yesterday, and Pompeo said it yesterday, that the United States is working out defense mechanisms for South Korea using our air bases and our drone bases and a couple of other bases. Do you know what that tells me? That tells me that 28,000 troops are about to be cut down to about 10,000. Yeah. 18,000 troops being brought home from overseas. Now, you tell me how that's going to play with the American public. Not how it's going to play in the media. How's it going to play with the American public? It's going to pull Democrats in. That's what it's going to do. You're exactly right. It's going to. Because they don't like yeah. war. Well, not that any of us do, but I'm just saying. Anybody, they're very anti-war. Anybody, they're very fond-alike. I, 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 I dare to do this because there's going to be some people get butt hurt. But I'm starting to see a lot of comparisons with Ronald Reagan. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm starting to see a bunch. Well, I'm not. I'm seeing comparisons with Harry Truman. Harry uh, Truman? Are you kidding yeah, me? I mean, he, no, I'm not kidding right. you. Look look up the... Uh, the what's wrong with that? Harry he's Truman right. ended the Second World War. You it's know, a, go, go look up what his nickname was. I don't think it's that. First of and all... Harry Truman, Harry Truman also brought Douglas MacArthur home when he should have left him there, and we wouldn't have North Korea... We wouldn't have the Middle East problems, so don't. Well, now, now that's it. true as well. But listen, I I see where Indiana's going with this, and I think it's a good assessment. I like it. But I'm but I'm going to tell Harry you. Harry Truman saved my life. Now, first of all, Harry Truman didn't end World War II. Chuck Norris did. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. What? Chuck Norris ended World War II. Okay, well, Harry Truman dropped the bomb. Nope, that is not what stopped World War II. It was the birth of Chuck Norris. The day he was born, World War II ended. <laughs> okay, Fabian, I know you're trying to be funny, but to me it's a very personal thing because if it, my dad was in the Second World War, and if it wasn't for Harry Truman deciding to drop the atomic bomb, my dad was training for a suicide mission off the coast of Hawaii when the bomb was dropped. Yeah, they were would not have been born and subsequently a whole lot of other because they were told that there was going to be 80% casualties. They were planning to take the main island of Japan. I know what they were doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, and he Again. was going to be on the decoy boat. <laughs> they they dropped two bombs. I know. So let's, no, let's I know. Tell it. But well, yeah. he was training for that when they, when the, it was announced that the war was over. Put it that way. So, well, you know why? Because there was a third bomb on the way to drop on the uh, emperor's. Uh, <laughs> he was about to not get his groove back. He was about to have a big groove in his island left by a crater. But the the point being is that. Trump has a lot of comparisons to Reagan and how he's dealing with North Korea. And I foresee, just here, here's what I see happening with North Korea in Trump's first term. They're going to sign the peace deal. They're going to end the fight. Secondly, they are going to pull at least half of the troops off of the Korean Peninsula. And, by the way, they're getting ready to pull a bunch of troops out of Germany. Uh, we're going to bring them home, so that's going to make Rand Paul happy. Uh, we're going to see economic growth because the U.S., and I guarantee you Trump's got this in the back of his mind, that we're going to become their number one trade partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. North Korea. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be an economic. build a casino or two while he's at it. Uh, well, I wouldn't doubt it. I guarantee you. That okay. his trust, his kids are running his trust. I guarantee you that the minute it's open up for business, I guarantee you they'll put a bid in. I don't blame them. And if Kim Jong Un's smart, he'll damn well pick the Trump people to do it. Oh my God, the liberals will lose their head over that. They, their head will absolutely shoot off of their body. Let them, oh, yeah. let them, because the minute they do, all the president has to say is, look. All of my businesses went into a blind trust the day I was elected. I don't know anything about the running of them, and there ain't nothing you can do. Yeah, I put my sons in charge. I don't run that anymore. 
Oh, let me shut up this scrotum dude because uh, he lost <laughs> his nut somewhere. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so this. My people, that's fair. He needs North to be a group. I think what the problem is is he needs to be embraced. What, what do you think? Do you think he could embrace the scrotum? <laughs> well, I think he does embrace the scrotum, and he <laughs> is ashamed of the fact that he embraces the scrotum. And has to pull his hair out of his teeth on a regular basis. <laughs> and he's afraid to make his mommy and daddy upset because he's a scrotum hugger. Oh, really? Uh, uh, hey. Listen, no one needs to be bullied. I think the guy just needs to to realize that, you know, it, it, he's, hey. he's he's just likes to interfere. He just wants no. to be a I distraction. He wants attention. He does want attention. Well, what it was, I don't know if you were in here when we were discussing it, but his goat ran away. Yeah. Because the goat was tired of the pound me too movement, and he said he wasn't going to be pounded no more. I offered to take him in the back room and take care of his scrotum, but... The Lorena Bobbitt move, which is where Boss Lady come in and accused me of making fun of nurses. What a rabbit trail, man. (laughs) All right, so the final topic before we close out today, and I I know I'm going to make a few people mad, and uh, it's all good because, well, if I didn't make somebody mad, well, I'm not being me. Right, your day would not be complete. So, first of all, let me tell you that if I make you mad, my give a damn is busted. (laughs) <laughs> frankly means I don't care. Oh, no, no. That's Second. a girl's song. Secondly, let me also inform you that if you don't like it, now would be a good time to hang up or stop the recording if you're listening to it recorded because I'm probably going to... Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read an article. Um, There's some people uh, that, there's some people have their heads in the damn sand. I really do believe that there are too many people in this world that have their head in the sand. And a lot of them are on our Facebook page here, Ragtag Radio, Ragtag Patriots. By the way, go like us on Facebook, Ragtag Patriots. Um, We are equal opportunity pisser-offers. We'll piss anybody off. Yeah. Um, I can but it is what we do here. Uh, in case you all didn't know, I'm the dictatorial uh, radio host <laughs> that only has one opinion and nobody else's counts. Right. Let's uh, we, let him, we let him think that way. I think I was told that once by somebody. They may or may not be listening right now. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that right? Okay, so I'm going to read this, and then we're going to discuss it just a little bit. Uh, here we go. As a Christian, I try to be mindful of other people's religions and to respect them. 
But since when does that respect only go one way? Christians are expected to respect other religions while other religions are allowed to belittle and berate Christians. You would ask, what religions do this? Islam, of course. There is no such thing as radical Islam versus normal mainstream Islam. They are only one. They are one and the same. If you are not a Muslim, they want to kill you. If you are not a Muslim and a woman, they want to rape, beat, and treat you like the scum of the earth. If you are not a Muslim, you are considered an infidel, and it is an acceptable practice within this religion to lie, cheat, and steal to take over lands in the government of those who are not Islam. Personally, personally, I'm tired of turning the other cheek. Well, these very same people, while these very same people, lie, cheat, and steal trying to win a public relations battle by infiltrating our schools, infiltrating our civic organizations, and attempting to make it seem that if you stand against Islam, you're a racist or a bigot, when in fact those who stand against Islam are championing the rights of women the right to be educated, the right to be free from violence, the right to be able to make your own choices, the right to choose to drive, the right to choose to go into the workplace, the right to choose what you want to wear and when you want to wear it. Truth be told, a Muslim is a bigot and a racist. If you are a homosexual, do not be fooled. The Quran calls for your death. They are not tolerant of your sexuality as they would have you believe. Remember, they can lie, cheat, and steal to get what they want, and once they get it and get control, you will be exterminated like the bugs that we call pest control for. I hear people say it is okay for Muslims to be in our government, when in truth it is not, because their job and goal is to overtake our government and to implement Sharia law, which is a geopolitical system that is very oppressive to women, Jews, and gays. I think America has a systemic problem, and that is we have lost our ability to be brave and to stand up and to call out oppression, where truly it is, because for years we are afraid of offending people. Well, maybe it is time a few people were offended. Muslims are nothing more than murdering, raping, evil individuals with one goal, and only one goal, and that is to destroy America through the death of a thousand cuts, and we are allowing it to happen. It is one thing to have religious freedom. It is another when that freedom infringes on others. Remember, the Jewish people back in the 40s they chose not to say anything, and look what happened to them. Food for thought. Now, those of you that know, I wrote that article this morning. Those of you, some of you may not have known that I wrote that this morning. I'm going to see what you did because I can tell by the way it was written. But, yeah, I have a, I have a pretty unique writing style. Mm-hmm. Um. Talk to text, though, does cause a bit of a problem. <laughs> so, here's the thing, and, and some people are wondering why I even bring this up. And it's very simple. I bring this up because more and more I see Islam trying to creep its way into American society. I've seen where in Tennessee they are having... Ramadan parties and teaching the young kids about Islamic holidays and how to respect them. I didn't see that done with Easter. I see where people are being made and forced to respect the various mosques, but yet churches can be desecrated with no consequences. 
I see where Muslims are too trying to be given protected status while Christians are called bigots and homophobes. When in fact, Muslims want to kill all homosexuals. We just want them to understand that that is an abomination unto God. Muslims want to kill anybody that doesn't follow that child raping bastard that they follow. When in fact, in Christianity, all we want to do is say that the love of Jesus Christ is there for you. In Islam, they want women to be oppressed and that they're nothing good they're not good for anything more than cleaning the house and being sex slaves, not allowed to go into public, not allowed to be educated, to drive, to dress other than in garb from where only your eyeballs are showing. In Christianity, God says to leave things to the imagination and to be modest. For those of you that think Islam should be lived with and tolerated, as much as I hate to say it, no, it shouldn't. It should be rooted out and eradicated. Care should be escorted to the borders and put on a boat to Borneo. The Muslim Brotherhood should be put in handcuffs and marched to San Quentin Prison and put in there. If you think that the Islamic people and the Muslim Brotherhood and care aren't aren't using those very prisons to recruit, they are. And when they come out on the streets, what do they do? They're attacking America, death by a thousand cuts. The Muslim that lives beside of you, he may claim that he's peaceful and his religion is peaceful. It is not. He wants to kill you or convert you. He wants to take your wife and rape her and beat her and your daughter to be made into a sex slave to he and his friends and passed around like a piece of meat. It is about time that we stop accepting this type of behavior and rise up against it and to call it what it is and to stop allowing our elected officials to kiss their ass. Because at the end of the day, it's time for ass kissing to be done. In the state of Minnesota, they're starting to take over state governments because everybody wants to be okay, go along to get along because they're afraid that they're going to be called a racist and a bigot. We'll wait until the first time that that city passes an ordinance where homosexuality is outlawed and they start to go after the homosexuals. What are you going to do then? But it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For those of you that have spoken out against Islam, congratulations, keep doing it. For those of you who ain't got the nuts to stand up and speak out about it, well, that's your own problem and it's time to grow a pair. Because as Aaron Tippin would eloquently say, You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And if we don't stand up, we're going to lose our country to a thousand cuts. Look in California. Look in Minnesota. Look in uh, New York. Illinois. It's already starting to happen. Illinois, another one, starting to happen. And we need to push back. For those of you that have seen the ballots in California, there's going to be a vote in November to split California into three states. Um, newsflash, it will fail. Yep. Just saying. Um, And it's not going to fail because (laughs) people in the south and the north don't want to be a separate state from the Los Angeles area. It's going to fail because the Los Angeles area needs the tax base of the north and the south to survive. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that being the most populous area in in, uh, California, going to be hard to overcome that vote. So we shall see. 
Anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this uh, exceptionally long episode of Political Straight Talk. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier. For without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And by the way, pray for our leaders. they got a hard job. Like them or hate them, they all have a hard job. Let's pray that those that aren't doing the best interest of the country, their days in office may be few. For those that are doing the way it should be, may their days be never-ending. On behalf of those of us here at the Political Straight Talk, I'm the Political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.